Welcome back. We're starting the book of Nashim, the, the, the fourth book of Mishneh Torah, Berich al-Hamanad that we finished the first three books. I, I feel myself it's been a big achievement for all of us. And now we are switching to a different topic, as uh, Rabbi Yochai Makbili points out. If you look at the 14 books of the Mishneh Torah, you can see them divided into four main themes. Now we are starting with the second theme that has to do with the family, and uh, and and the and the couple, a husband and a wife, and if you think about this, also in the Torah, this is part of the progression of uh, of Adam Arishon turning into Am Israel. There's been stages, and one of the stages is the institution of marriage, and as you'll see in this halachot, it's very very clear, the institution of marriage is in essence a political institution and forms the basis for later the nation. So it's a, the most basic political institution we have is the institution of marriage. There is nothing magical about it or sacred about it, which is why, unlike other religions like Christianity, we don't really need a rabbi to declare people married. There is nothing between man and God there. Rather, there is some sort of a symbolic act between a man and a woman that's witnessed by and recognized by society and the consequences of which are accepted by society. have four, they deal with four precepts from the Torah. Two of them are affirmative, two of them are negative. This is how they are divided. One of them is to take a woman through Chupa and Kiddushin, both of which we'll explain in this uh, fairly long treatise of 25 chapters of Ilchot Ishut. For a woman for, for, uh, not to have premarital relations, with a woman without first having Ketuban Kiddushin. Gimal Three is not to deprive the woman or not, not to give one's wife the three basic rights that every wife has under the Torah, and those are She'er Kesut Ve'ona, all to be explained. Dalet, an affirmative misvah, lifrot velirbot bimenna, to have to multiply and to have children with specifically with this woman. And you'll see Harambam is very precise here. He's not just saying to multiply, in other words, to have a thousand partners and a thousand children, but specifically to multiply from one's wife. And the elaboration of this misvot is in these chapters. And Ilchot Ishut, more specifically, although the book of Nashim deals with many things having to do with uh, now, the men encountering wife, men encountering woman, and all the misvot that would not exist if it wasn't for that, Ishut specifically deals with the union of men and woman, uh, namely the marriage, wedding, whom can we marry, whom can we not marry, uh, how do we get married, and so on and so forth. <clears throat> Halacha Aleph, Kodem Matan Torah, before Torah was given, in other words, before Israel was political Israel, Hayadam Bogea Isha Bashuk, 
man could a man could find a woman on the street if they agreed to become a couple he would bring her into his own home they'd be together without anyone else uh, knowing about it but and just by so deciding it was a more private affair they'd become a couple it was enough for the man to agree the woman to agree by the way pay attention the woman needed to agree and that was enough for forming a couple however once the Torah was given Israel were prescribed that if a man wishes to marry a woman he should do an act of kinyan as we are going to see what that means through these chapters next to Aidim, next to witnesses and only afterwards can she be said to be his wife as it said and this is a pasuk that at the beginning they cite as the source for marriage from the Torah as a woman uh, to translate as a man takes or acquires a woman, and then he is together with her. In other words, there is a step before being together, and that is to acquire the woman, not to acquire in the sense of acquiring chattel, but the word kinyan in Hebrew has a specific meaning, and it has an even more specific meaning with respect to kiddushin. But it does mean, it does mean to, 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 to do something that brings something or someone within one's own domain in the eyes of society that is lakahat so property law if you think about this if i find an apple on the floor the apple is nobody's but then if i take it i do some lucky of some sort some kinyan of some sort that means that with respect to the rest of the world this apple is now mine that is more or less the parallel between acquisition of objects and Kiddushin and Kinyan, as we're going to see. And taking this, taking this act of taking a woman before being together is a misvat ase from the Torah. And there is three ways, three methods by which this, this can be symbolized, this can be signified. One is through uh, money, a monetary transaction, two, a contract, and three, through marital relations. And all three of them, all three of them are din Torah, they are from the Torah, and Harambam, Harambam's son had to defend his father about this because Kiddushe Kesef seemed to have been a later development and everyone asks Rambam, how can you say it's Din Torah? And we're going to see as time goes on, even if it's something that was developed by Hachamim, the consequences of it are very much in the Torah. These this kind of symbols are what's called Kiddushin or Erusin everywhere. Erusin and Kiddushin is the same thing. Erusin and Kiddushin is the same thing. I repeat that. And a woman who has had any of these three acts done in the proper way, halachically, 
then she becomes מקודשת or מאורסת. הלכה ג' וכיוון שנקנית האישה ונעשית מקודשת אף על פי שלא נבעלה ולא נכנסה לבית בעלה הרי היא אשת איש and once this has happened this symbolic act has happened of kiddushin of erusin the woman is with respect to the world with respect to Jewish law she is אשת איש she is married even if uh, she hasn't been together with her new husband והבעליה חוץ מבעלה חייב מיתת בית דין and anyone who is with her other than her husband, this is adultery, and it's liable of capital punishment. And also, after this has happened, if they want to no longer be together, they need to go through the process of gitin, of a get, which is dealt with in the next treatise, Ilchot Gerushin. In other words, this is serious, this is it. It's very different than before Matan Torah. After Matan Torah, we have a whole different process, a whole different mechanics, of how a man and a woman should relate to one another. More on this point. Before Matan Torah, a person could have found a woman in the street. If they both so willed, he could pay her, he could solicit her, and then they could be together anywhere in the street or by the street and that would be the end of it then he could leave there was no consequences to to sexual interaction and this is what the Torah calls Kedesha now pay attention the word Mekudeshet and the word Kedesha have the same Shoresh and they are opposites in the sense Mekudeshet is a woman who has had Kiddushin done to her. Kedeshah is a woman that has not had Kiddushin done to her. From the moment the Torah was given, from that moment on, it's forbidden to have a Kedeshah and to be with a woman sexually before Kiddushin. As it is said, there may not be a Kedeshah among the girls of Israel. I just want to point one thing. This is... In the book of Devarim, it's uh, it's the chapter right after the one of says ki kah ish isha. So we have to take that into context when understanding and uh, and and, and uh, supporting Harambam's position that this is what kedesha means. That kedesha means any woman, any Jewish girl who has not had kiddushin, who was not married. So look at the context. The chapter right before said ki kah ish isha. As a man takes a woman, then the chapter after says, There may not be a Kedesha. If you take the context, this is one more reason why Harambam seems to be right, and Kedesha is any, the Isur of Kedesha is an Isur against any premarital relations. There may not be a Kedesha among the girls of Israel. Therefore, anyone who interacts sexually with a woman without Kedushin without intending for it to serve as the beginning of a marriage, a marital relation. Because by so doing, he made the girl into a Kedesha, and therefore he is with a Kedesha, and that act deserves Malkut. Arayot, the plural of Arva, 
erva means uh, literally something shameful, something that is not supposed to be uncovered. It's often in the Torah used for uh, each person's private parts, men or women, erva. Uh, but at the same time, uh, like Ayrvat Avihen with, with Noah or Ayrvat Eshet Avicha with, with women. Um, but at the same time, it's also used for things that should not really be done um, and, and would be very embarrassing if they are done, uh, more or less like the word Herpa. So Herpa and Ayrva sometimes mean the same thing. So all the Arayot, all the, all the, uh, the, the for, forbidden relationships are called Ayrva. And these are the, the women, the specific women that the Torah forbade to, to have any relations with and obviously to marry. And uh, they are listed in Parashat HaRemot. Like one's mother, sister, daughter, and so on and so forth. There is other women that are not forbidden as Arayot, but Chachamim forbade them and they, they've had the tradition and they've passed down the tradition that they are forbidden and they are called Shaniyot the second it's like second degree Arayot if I had to translate it because they are second degree to with, with respect to the Arayot the actual Arayot and all of them are called Shaniyot and there are 20 of them Veluhen, and these are they, and Amam is going to enumerate them now. Aleph, M Immo, Vezo in Lahef Sekela, Filu, M, M, M Immo, Adma, La, Mala, Asura. Amam is not going to explain right now who the Arayot are. They are all obvious, they are all in Ashta uh, Haremot, and Amam is later going to, 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 to enumerate them in Lichot Isurebiya. But for now, we are talking about who the Sheniot are. So, number one, Sheniot maternal grandmother and this goes on it's not only maternal grandmother but it's maternal great 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 grandmother and all the way to infinity also the paternal grandmother however not paternal great grandmother also the i'm sorry them is the the the, the mother of of one's maternal grandfather and this is only the mother of one's paternal grandfather but not her own mother number three the m aviv one's paternal grandmother the zoe life sec then paternal grandmother and great grandmother and so on and so forth until infinity dalet four the m aviv bilvad one's paternal grandmother's uh, one paternal's grandfather's mother only, so it's a great grandmother um, who is the mother of the father of one's father, but it doesn't extend beyond that. Veshet avi aviv, the 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 wife of one's father's father, uh, which is not necessarily uh, your grandmother, because it could be from a second marriage or a first marriage. And this, uh, there, there is no limit to it. And this goes all the way back, even 
uh, Yaakov Avinu's wife would be forbidden to us because Yaakov Avinu is one of our great, 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 great grandfathers and his wife is uh, Eshet Avi Aviv. Veshet Avi Immobil Vad, also the wife of one's mother's father. Zain Veshet Ahia Av the wives of one's father's brother from the mother's side. Het Veshet Ahia Em, Ben Minaem, Ben the wife of the mother's brother, whether maternally or paternally, means the, the, the daughter-in-law of one's son. So if you have a son and that son has a son who gets married, it's, a, um, it's a, like saying the, the wife of one's grandson. And this is the wife of her one's grandson or great grandson. The zo in life sek a filu kalat ben ben a filu kalat ben noat sofa olema surachatiye So even uh, well, each each of our wives would be forbidden in that same manner to Yaakov Avinu because this extends indefinitely. In Yaakov Avinu, we are Yaakov Avinu's great grandchildren, and our wives are with respect to him kalat beno. With the daughter's side, it, it only goes one generation. It's a one's grandson from one's daughter, his wife, but not beyond that. In other words, one's great-grandson from one's daughter, his wife would not be Chalat Vito. Ubat Bat Beno Bilvad. Bat Bat Beno is the granddaughter from one's son, but the great-granddaughter from one's son is not one of the Shaniot. Uvat ben beno bilvad, also the uh, granddaughter from from one's son. Um, I'm sorry, uvat ben beno bilvad. Uvat ben beno bilvad, the 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 granddaughter from one's son. Uvat bat bito bilvad, the granddaughter granddaughters from one's daughter's daughter. Uvat ben bito bilvad. Uvat ben ben ishto bilvad. Uvat bat bat ishto bilvad. So if you go to grandchildren, is only one of them. And we just said all the permutations possible. The M M Avi Ishtobilvad, also the mother of the mother of the father of one's wife only. It doesn't extend beyond that. The M Av M Ishtobilvad, and also the mother of the mother's father of one's wife only. It doesn't extend beyond that. 19, one before the last one, the M M M Ishtobilvad, also. In mother-in-laws, it only goes three generations. Is the mother of the mother of the mother of one's wife, the M Av Avish Tobilvad, also the mother of the father of the father of one's wife. In other words, his uh, great-grandmother-in-law, the uh, M Av Avish Sorry, the M Av Avish Tobilvad. Okay, so the, the mother of the fathers of the father of the father of one's wife. So there is only four of them that, if you were counting and paying attention, they go indefinitely forever, which are M Ha M Adlimala. It's the the mother of one's mother all the way for every and every single generation. Which could include Sarai Menu. The M actually it would not include Sarai Menu because Sarai Menu was not M Ha M. But it would include perhaps if anyone comes from Dina on the mother's side, 
it could include uh, Leah. Then Ha'av ad lemala, the mother of the father, all the way indefinitely. Beshet avi Ha'av ad lemala, also the, the wife of uh, of one's father's father. And this this doesn't matter even until Yaakov Avinu. Veshet ben beno ad lemata, and also the wife of one's uh, male grandson, so grandson of grandson of grandson of grandson, all the way down, namely every one of our wives with respect to Yaakov Avinu. Halachazain. Now there is other uh, women with whom the Torah forbade to be, but without karet, and those are called isure lavin. They are forbidden as a love, as a simple felony, but not as a felony that has a karet. They also are called sometimes the prohibitions that are meant to establish kedusha. And there is nine forbidden relationships that are not arayot nor shaniyot. So just to uh, review a little bit, we have so far three categories. First, arayot, which were not enumerated here. Then shaniyot, which are mid rabbanan uh, or midivre soferim. And now we are dealing with isure lavin, which are none of the first two. They don't have to do with familial relationships, as you're going to see. Veluhen, these are they. The first one is for a Kohen Gadol to marry a widow. Bet, Gerusha, Ozona, Ohalala, Ben Lechohen Gadol, Ben Lechohen Ediot. Now, this is two and three together because one is Kohen Gadol, one is Kohen Ediot. And it's Gerusha and Zona and Halala, a, a divorced woman or Zona, we are going to define it later, but there is a few ways by which a woman can become a Zona. Ohalala, also a few ways by which a woman can become a Halala. And this divides into Kohen Gadol and Kohen Ediot, separate Lavin. Also, the girl, the daughter of an illicit relationship that's called Mamzeret, and it actually goes for 10 generations, to any uh, male that is a uh, male from Am Israel and is not a Mamzer. The reverse, a daughter of Israel to a Mamzer, to a uh, translated to English, a bastard. Also a Jewish girl to someone, to a male from the, the, the peoples of Moab, Ammon or Moab, even if they converted, but not the other way around, and that's the story of Ruth. Also, a Jewish girl may not marry, as we're going to define it later, is certain kinds of castrations that may happen to one's uh, male organs. Also, if someone, this, this is the most relevant for, for nowadays, for those who are not Kohanim, after one's uh, divorcee marries someone else, she becomes forbidden to ever come back to the first husband. This is explicit in Parashat Kiteseh. And then Tet 9, also, similar to number eight, a Yevama, we're going to study this in Ilchot Yibumba Halisa, what Yevama is, but Yevama is basically uh, the wife of uh, one's brother who passed away without children, that uh, the other brothers taking turns, each of them has the obligation to, to uh, marry her in order to preserve the name 
of the deceased brother, that's Yivama. So if she gets married to somebody else while well, she before she, she does Halisa, uh, that, that's also a a, a isur lav. It's one of a, a, of a, it's one of the uh, the isur lavin or isur kedusha. Halachazayin a halusa harehika kedusha. A woman who whose yavam uh, divorced himself from the obligation of doing ibum is called halusa, and she is deemed to be gerusha. And so, just because she's just like a gerusha, hachamim forbade her from marrying a kohen. The natin, which we are going to explain later, and they have to do with a specific historical moment uh, when. Uh, when Shaul uh, HaMelech, well, when Yeshua accepted the Giv'onim into Am Israel, I don't know if you recall, but the Giv'onim came and tricked Yeshua into thinking that they were not the inhabitants of the land, and Yeshua made a peace treaty with them, which he then honored, and then they remained in Am Israel as a second-class citizens, really second-class citizens, uh, not like the Arabs in Israel today. And they were called Netinim, and they were deemed to be Mamzerim. Male and female. However, marrying them, it's only forbidden, not from the Torah. And Rambam is going to explain in the 12th chapter of Ilchot Isurabiyah who the Netinim are. Isurabiyah is in Sefer Kedusha. This book of Nashim, you would think that it deals with what you are allowed to do with a woman, what you're not allowed to do. This is not the case. This is all in Lchot, uh, in Sefer Kedusha, which is more about the Astur and the Mutar. Here, it's more about how to get into uh, this relationship and how to get out of it, and then what happens once you are in it or you're not in it. Some women, uh, to be with them is an Isur Ase, Aseh means that the Torah says you may only do this without telling you you may not do the alternative. Okay, so if I say uh, you may only dress blue and then you go and dress white, it doesn't mean, uh, obviously you, you violated what I said, but it's not the same as my saying you may not wear white. That's called Lav Habami Kelal Aseh. And there is three that have, and this is the fourth category, by the way, for those who are keeping count, uh, there, uh, unless you count also the halusa and the natinim, but uh, the, these that have isur ba'aseh, there's three of them, and they are misri adomi, dor rishon ve'dor sheni, ehad zecharim ve'ehad nekevot, u'b'ula lechohen gadol. So you have Egyptians and Edomites from two different nations, Misraim and Edom, and this only applies for the first and second generation. For a third generation, they already are allowed to, to marry if they converted the first generation, let's say, and then they married one another, and then these are this had children, the children married uh, one another, then the third generation is already permitted to come, Misraim and Adomim, also Parashat Kiteseh, and then Be'ula Lechohen Gadol, Lechohen Gadol may not marry anyone who is not a virgin, Be'ula is someone who has had already relations with somebody else, who has had a Baal, who was Niv'ailet. 
in all of these, the Torah does not say you may not marry Edomi or Misri or Betula or Loikah. Rather, the Torah said, only a third generation may come and marry you. So this is exactly how an affirmative misvah has an implied negative in it. The Torah says only third generation and on, which means, by implication, generation one and generation two are forbidden. And also the Kohen Gadol, since it says that he should marry a woman who has never been with anyone, who has her betulim, who is a betula, from there you can infer that someone who is not betula, he may not marry. And this is a rule that applies throughout every time, but it's the first time that we are encountering it very explicitly. Whenever you have a love, a prohibition that is derived from a positive commandment, from a positive statement. In other words, if the Torah says you may only wear white and you go and wear blue, so that love, the prohibition to wear blue, um, is considered a misvat ase and not a misvat lota ase, which had which has uh, several consequences, including not having uh, malkut. So with this, we finish the first chapter of Ilchot Ishud. Ba'ezrat Hashem, on Sunday, we shall continue chapter 2. Shabbat Shalom Vorach, Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen ve'amen.